council said a prayer for boost. I can't wait till my boy come home, free my nigga Gucci. I do one for the team and blew us up like Weezy. Made a half a million in the trenches bumping Jesus. A million dollars worth of cops feel like a baby nigga. Spend all this fucking money on ice like I'm crazy nigga. I just left San Francisco smoking flavors with Burner. Still a worker, bitch, like I'm Ike Turner. My city is to me like Toronto is to Drake. Shout out to Meek just cause I love to see young niggas get cake. Just ask around this motherfucker. I'm the jig in my city. Yeah. I'm not saying they not good. Nah. I'm just saying I'm the realest. Facts. Yeah. Hey guys, we are back with another week of SBS Live Fishing Podcasting. Hey, like we said last week, we don't pick them, man. <laughs> <laughs> they come to us. <laughs> so, uh, hey, we are back. We got... N- an awesome guest coming on tonight, uh, Mr. Aaron Chine from uh, the great city of Warren, Ohio. He's a he's a pretty good dude. Yeah, I got to spend a bit of time with him on the on the river today, and uh, I'd done a float with him before, and got to spend quite a bit of time with him in the, in the raft. And awesome dude, awesome dude, awesome to be out there with. Very enthusiastic, loves it, man. When, it, when we'll get to a fish, I caught just a, a decent sized fish today. He was shaking. Just you know, just in just excitement, you know, and just it was it was fun. It was a fun time. Well, we're gonna talk to with Aaron, but he's used to trout, man. And what you guys did did today is not trout fishing. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. It's a little more warm water and hell of a good time. So, and just tonight, Jay, it's it's you and me, man. We're running the ship. We're manning the the vessel. Yeah. So uh, if anyone has any complaints, fuck off. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll wait till we talk to Aaron about today. It's fishing, uh, man, I've been doing tons of fishing. Uh, we haven't even got to talk about, um, but before we get at all the fishing talk and what I've been doing, and we also have one more special addition to the show tonight. Uh, we're going to maybe try doing a little bit of YouTube, getting that, that action going again. So, uh, your cousin, Ethan is here, Jay, he's videoing us, recording us. So, uh, <clears throat> big shout out to J- or, uh, Ethan. Yeah, you know. Hey. Yeah, we're gonna call him Ethan in the corner. He's <laughs> Ethan in the corner over there for yeah. now. So, uh, and anyone that listens to like pop- popular radio shows, would you say Rogan has a Jesse? Yeah. Um, Stern has a Baba Booey. Uh, Corolla has a, a Loxamana Maxapata. We now have an Ethan in the corner. Hell yeah! Big and props to Ethan in the corner. Ethan in the corner is brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. Airx hooks. Man, super sharp hook, giant fish for me today. Huge striper on an Airx hook. Check out Sims Fishing at simsfishing.com. That fish was caught also on one of Urban Fly Company flies. Uh, go check out Urban Fly Company, urbanflyco.com. Uh, it was one of the new minis that Marksman fly, uh, tying, and uh, man, they're they're starting to put a hurt on some fish for me. You've been working them flies out, man. Tried and true, and man, they're you know solid, and they, they create a decent sized profile, and um, not getting too far underneath the water because it's a bit of deer hair in there, and I'm running a very light sink tip, but awesome, awesome flies. Yeah, we we were talking about that, the difference between uh, gear fishing and fly fishing for these fish, and uh, we'll we'll get into that with Aaron, like his opinions on it. But if you're gonna go somewhere and travel around. Check out Why Not Fishing in their app, The Dock. Who else? Yeti, built for the wild. 
Oh, we got the big one, man. Hey, someone forgot to post a podcast this Wednesday, but lucky for you guys, it's coming out this Wednesday. You're hearing this Sunday. Wednesday, we are having a show, a special broadcast coming to you with Ryan Evans from Queen City Guiding. Check them out at queencityguiding.com. I already did Sims. Okay, cool. <laughs> super pro- super professional. Hey, I wrote it down at least and didn't say it. <laughs> I know. I had to ruin it. it. Hey, it's the theater of the mind, you know? We could have let it roll. We could have let it roll. But we didn't. People would have saw it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out, Ethan. So there, <clears throat> there are a lot of shows that, that everyone will have like a little laptop in front of them and they can instant message back and forth. We're not that type of show, man. We have a notepad and two pens, and we just hand notes back and forth. And uh, you'll notice tonight when, we, uh, when we're when we doing an interview, we raise our hand. We're back to grade school, man. That's how that's how it works with us. So uh, we, we've been hanging out long enough to know who who has what and who knows what and who wants to say what when, you know? Yeah, for sure. It gets well, and after a couple years, it's or four years, it's been uh it's getting to be pretty routine and Yeah, it it's four years of us doing this podcast, but it's been probably twenty four years of us fishing together and oh, sleeping sure. over at your mom's house oh, and sure. my mom's house, you know? It, it's a lifelong marriage, basically. Oh, oh I know Jace where he's been, you know, he's not here tonight, so I could talk shit on him. Oh, he's 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 been hanging out ever since too. But this this marriage doesn't end with a happy ending. <laughs> I've been fishing though, man. Uh, something cool happened. I my buddy came in town. I didn't get to talk about it, and uh, he's a gear guy uh, and bait fisherman. Lives in Columbus. Good friend of mine, and comes up to see the family and. You know, see how big kids got and then everything. But fishing's always, you know, one thing we like to do. And, you know, he knows our river's got decent-sized fish, and he's seen them. And, you know, got to hook a few. And so we went out this past weekend, and we did. We got into a few hybrids and all kinds of good good time bass. And, catfish? And a few catfish, a bunch of bass. Dad got a decent-sized bass. But I had an agenda I've been talking about with you and Mark last few weeks of, man, I think there's a couple sections of the float that we do and that I might want to throw a musky rod. And I'm like, man, I'm going to throw a musky rod next time. I didn't throw, I didn't end up throwing a musky rod for like nine weight with a decent sized fly, maybe home for like a pike or something. I'm like, all right, this time I'm busting out the 12 weight, 13, 14 inch fly, and I'm going to see what the hell happens. So uh, the section above where, the railroad, well, the railroad section, we'll call it, and uh, I I start fishing that fly and that rod, and we go down through the next section, get to where you know where we're gonna start thinking of targeting. Before you get to it, what kind of fly was it? What what was the the description of the fly? A kraken. Okay, there we go. Like if you know a rip Tony. off a rip off kraken from one of Tony. You know, I didn't get it off him. I got the packerini tails off Mark, and I you know just uh. Tied up a few with the XLs, you know, and hell yeah, That's man, all- it was big green, all green fly, uh, just, I mean, with the, uh, actually, I'll take it back, a little bit of yellow, so it's, you know, a lighter green looking, uh, I didn't have chartreuse, so I just went with the green, you know, and man, did it, it killed, uh, I pulled it off the bank, probably three strips, right where we figured we were going to see them. And I don't expect anything. You know, come on. I'm musky fishing our river. <laughs> yeah, right. Come exactly. on. Exactly. You know, uh, 
excuse me, uh, three strips in. Oh, I, I got, I got something. Oh, you know, I, I, I stripped it. I felt like I stripped into him good, and fish kind of came toward me, and I was fighting him for what it felt like five minutes. It was probably, you know, five seconds, you know, of like tug of war with a, with a musky, and then all of a sudden he, he's off. And I'm like, I strip my fly. I'm just pulling the fly and still, you know, see if you still come, you know, keep following it or whatever would happen. And, um, and just naturally for me, like a lot of guys would have probably just dropped their fly maybe at that point or just been pissed or whatever. Dude, I, I immediately cast it right back out, like, like in a second. And this fish comes clean out of the water, tries to crush the fly. Totally porpoise. Oh, yeah. I see the whole fish. It's yellow as crap. Like, you know, golden color, not yellow, but, yeah. you know, golden color, not a darker color like a pike would be. And it was thick for being a maybe 30 to 32 inch fish, you know. Uh, you know, and this is all happening in a flash time. I'm not exactly sure how big, but it was not, it wasn't giant fish or anything, but still knew it was a muskie. I'm like, oh man, you know, and I, so I, I, I throw that fly out there a few more times. I'm like, you know, and I switch flies, go to a little smaller black fly switch everything up, stay on that fish for a while, and you know, we stayed on him for probably a half hour, and I couldn't get him to move, you know, but it maybe felt like half hour, it was probably 15 minutes, whatever, I'm not sure of time, but we stayed on him, we anchored kind of right there, actually rode back up through, and then I was like, dad, I like to move a little bit, even, you know, with the fly a little bit more, and you know, me and you don't like to sit and anchor much, yeah, because the way we like our fly to swim, the, the way, yeah, exactly, like Tommy Lynch was telling it won't us swing, before. it will, it'll move, sw- yeah, it'll track true, yeah, exactly, so, I, I did we did that a couple times and you know couldn't get them to come back so in in that area it's not hard to row back upstream to no. to get another float you know no not not now especially not now with you know low water as low as it's been oh I I want to ask you about that uh, we'll wait till Aaron comes on about they dropped it even more it was just like a one day thing because I I drove past it on Friday while I was at work and I could see the line where it it had dropped. It's back up to like a 240. Okay. Yeah. That's what I fished at the last couple of days. So what do you think? Do you think we should go take a break and uh, come on back with Aaron? Yeah, man. I'm going to keep musky fishing that section, though. And I think uh, maybe, you know, next couple of times we run through there, we'll have a couple guys with musky rods. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm always game for that. Um, I do have a little bit of a musky story that we'll get to after uh, after the interview with Aaron. And it's nice not having to throw your musky rod all day. I know. You dude. can have a musky section, fish it, fish it well, and then when you get into the smallmouth sections, you fish for smallmouth. My elbow hurts so bad from musky fishing for one day. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it's hard on the body. It hurts. Yeah. It's nice to, that's what I mean, it's nice to break it up. Yeah. You know, you can break it up into sections. Uh, I have thrown a musky rod for what will be probably a half hour, 45 minutes of this float, then to the next rod, so. That was nice. Yeah, it's nice to have a, a six weight to, to back you up. Yes, exactly. We are back with Aaron Shine from the Box Gallery in lovely Warren, Ohio. What is happening, Aaron? What's going on, fellas? Oh, it's a great night. It was a great day. <laughs> I wish I got to join you. <laughs> it, sounded, it was, it was. It sounded like a good day. Dude, you missed it. So, uh, 
before we get into you and what you do and uh, all that, let's get into what happened today. Yeah, Jay, you want to take it? I mean, it was kind of his, sure. his trophy, well, man. Oh, not even, no, not even that. Just <laughs> Chad Chad uh, talked about fishing with you, and he had uh, something else come up. We had to take a son, you know, and the father-son kind of get-together trip, which is, you know, always a good, important time, you know, and I was like, yeah, I want to go out fishing with Aaron. <laughs> so I, so I hit, hit you up. And I was like, "Hey, let's go fishing. Let's. What, what do you What do you want to do? You into this? You into you? You want to try this? You want to do this? And you know, those kind of fish always seem to get uh, uh, some attention. You know, or you know, from anybody, and rightfully so. So we went out, man. We went out fishing. And it was cool. It was something you know, totally different from my normal fishing. So I really enjoyed it. And what What is your normal fishing? What do you normally do? Um, I normally, I'm normally a trout fisherman. I, I just fly fish for trout. Um, I do a lot of like long leader Euro nymphing for them. Um, and I do a lot of steelhead fishing when they're in the rivers. Um, yeah, I've never really gone for hybrids or anything like that. It was, it was really cool. Super different. Using to, when he messaged me last night, do you have any 30 pound tests? I was like, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't have anything close to that. <laughs> no, not at all. I said 15 works, but I've, I've seen them break 15, like, and I've, and that got me super excited. You I've know, never landed one on last night just thinking about it. Yeah, I, somebody used ten the other day and got broke off. Yeah, I've never landed one on ten. It's that fish today would have broke ten off without even fucking thinking about it. <laughs> I'm allowed to say the f word, right? Oh, this, oh, as much as you want. This is like the wild, wild okay, west, cool. bro. <laughs> Love it. Love oh, it. we we came into that song that you requested. I think, yeah, I think and awesome. That, that was a great way to start the show off. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing like I usually most of the time when I go fishing, I'm usually by myself, unfortunately. But I've been doing these like little um, I found a little app. It's like a quick app. And I've been doing them to songs. And, and for some reason, I always put my fishing songs in like sleazy gangster rap. I just I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I'd never heard anything like that. I was like, oh, "What what the fuck is this?" Yeah, yeah, it's different. Man. <laughs> it's awesome. And it's like two totally polar opposite worlds. Like the oldest white man hobby in the world, like dry fly fishing for <laughs> rainbow trout, with with gangster rap in the background. I just love it. That's awesome, man. Uh, <laughs> so do you, do you have like earbuds in while you go fishing? No, I usually just put my phone on. I got that chest pack, so I usually just kind of like crack the zipper. If I'm by myself and where I'm not going to bother anyone with music, I'll, I'll jam it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so I, you know, oh, excuse me. Whew. What the hell is that? Uh, you yawn for some reason. Um, no, so <laughs> I, I, I Let, call. Way to be professional. Oh, yeah. Oh, right on. Right, on, <laughs> right while we're recording, too. Uh, so I call Aaron last night or text him, you know, hey, we'll meet at this time, you know. And I proceed and I'm cooking dinner and I tell him. I'm cooking cheesesteaks. I proceed to eat like four cheesesteaks last night and like a bunch of mushrooms and stuff. And man, dude, I woke up this morning and did the bubble guts. Oh, dude, I, dude, I, I could see it on his face. I took one. I took one. I took one. <laughs> and then, dude, I was I had drank my coffee. Thank gosh, I I got a cup of coffee in while I was still sitting at the house. And man, to help it slide out. Oh, I came. I came. Oh, this is the second one. I come back up, and it was just like a fat. I mean, I was only four minutes late, so the second one, I knew it couldn't have lasted too long, but it had to go. So got out the door as quick as possible. He made a nice meme on my way. I had to stop by, grab my dad, 
Oh, I was so proud of that meme. I'm like, it's my might, first one. I might be late. And you want to explain your meme? Oh, I hit him with a fucking Brad Pitt within like two minutes. I hit him with a Brad Pitt. Uh, three things we're never late for. Work, church, and fishing. There you go, man. Yeah, no. I was sitting in a McDonald's parking lot by myself. Nothing like the movie. <laughs> right, I don't know how movie. he. I don't know how he knew Brad Pitt is my favorite. Oh, he's dreamy. Oh. He told me the last time we fished together. I uh, might have been. Might have been. <laughs> Hell so, with your young Ryan Reynolds. I'll take Brad Pitt. So, how, how did you guys meet? Through a good buddy of ours, one of the uh, original podcast members, Justin Shalisi. We all went on a float together. Yeah. And yeah, he messaged me. It was like two days before Christmas or something. He was like, hey, you want to go on a float? Me and my buddy are going. I was like, hell yeah, I want to go. That was uh, the first time I met him. I heard he that was ha- the last time I seen you too. I haven't fit, I yeah. haven't seen you or fish with you since then. Yeah, I heard you got heckled pretty hard that day. Dude, it was a rough one. <laughs> and in my defense, I at least hooked a couple fish. Full, but it was the longest quietest drive home i've ever had in my life oh so you got to ride home with shalacy no 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 no. i drove home by myself with and i told him today i told jay today i got home and i was like i don't even think i turned the radio on no gangster rap no gangster rap (laughs) that's only if you land fish this was straight (laughs) just silence the whole way home yeah maybe a little weeping (laughs) weeping it was tough it was that was a good fish man I, i just wanted to see him you know, I, I, I told Chad, well, we had we had another buddy, you know, lost another li- large fish there, and Chad and I gave it to him pretty hard that day to where we had to stop to. And, it, you know, it, I think it's just the the other guys in the boat kind of heckle you if you lose a big fish, because if they didn't, I think it would just be a little too serious. Oh, and I think it was, I could handle the boat heckling. It was like three days later when Justin would text me. Like, hey, man, that was a tough brown trout you lost i'm like fucker dude hey thanks a lot dick <laughs> yeah i it in more <laughs> a little bit of salt in that almost healed wound <laughs> why don't you Fuck. kick me while i'm down rub it down yeah, it, a was, bit. it was rough you know honestly i just like i said i just wanted to see that fish i i just oh god it was a good one man it I was some it. we had oh. some high muddy water that day it was some decently muddy water there wasn't clarity to the water at all no it was, it was flowing really good most of the day I mean, yeah. we didn't hook many fish except for uh, when Justin stood up in the middle of the boat and threw one out there and, and hooked it. Oh, fuck that asshole when he does that. Oh, He God, did that to me a couple times. sick, dude. It was horrible. It was just embarrassing at that point. I know. Like, it was tough fishing, man. He's like, what are you guys doing? I can catch you from the center. Yeah. He was like, hold on one second. He just stood up yeah. and just threw, just threw a lofter out there, dude. And as soon as it hit the water, he was like, fish on. And it was a fucking beautiful rainbow trout. He Giant. The exact same thing to me with a rainbow oh, trout. Yeah. Oh, I want to punch him right in his smiling face. <laughs> me too. I want to punch him right in his curly whites. <laughs> You're really pretty. <laughs> right to the face. Uh, that was a good day, though, man. That was fun. That was the first time I ever fished that water, and today was the first day I ever got to fish. You know, this water it was cool, man. It's 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 nice to like break the norm. You know what I mean? You kind of get into that routine of like. I'm going fishing for trout. I'm going fishing for steelhead or, you know, whatever your, your ideal is. And you get into that, that groove. It's nice to kind of break, you know, break it. Do you do streamer fishing much? 
a little bit. I mean, not a ton. Usually, like, early steelhead season, I'll throw a ton of streamers, or late steelhead season. You know, after they've seen 5 million eggs float past their head, I'll throw a streamer on. And uh, don't get super specific. Do you stay in sure. do you stay in Ohio or do you come to PA? I I mostly stick to Ohio, but I come over to PA a little bit. The Ohio rarely. The Ohio Crooks are so much prettier. I just love them. Yeah. I love them. It's there's it's smaller, more intimate waters and you could kind of get away, you know, when you come over over into PA, man. It's god, it's elbow to elbow, man, and I I don't know. I know it's going to be that for Steelhead, but I kind of like to have a little bit of space. It's like the Royal Rumble, you know, oh, where they no, they dude. call another wrestler down every five minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it gets worse every year. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah I can't do it year. anymore. Because assholes like us are talking about it. Yep. Because we have <laughs> people that do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's one of those things. It's like, I love it. And you love to see people enjoy it and, you know, the sport that you enjoy and stuff. But it's like enough and enough's enough. God almighty. It gets assholes and elbows up there. So back to today, uh, what time did you guys get there? I was there at 6.30, the original designated time. I pulled in at 6.34. <laughs> About three pounds lighter. And, yeah, and, right. and not ready to eat an Egg McMuffin sandwich like I'd planned on the night before. <laughs> it was perfect. I even told him, like, right when we got there, I'm like, wow, we kind of timed this perfectly. Yeah. You know, the sun was just coming up. It was, it was awesome. So how'd that work? I always try to think about going first thing in the morning. Is it... Was it any better, or did you have to wait till the sun came up? It was cold for a little bit. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't really on fire. And he even called it. He was like, just wait till 11, because it was tough fishing. He said, wait till 11, it'll turn on. And I think like 11.15, oh, don't it kind of started. Don't listen to Jay. He's just pulling that out of his ass. <laughs> he did. He did well. <laughs> walleye on the fly was the only fish i think we caught before 11 o'clock so you're the second person dude it was amazing ohio both dudes were from ohio yeah and i pulled it out i was like i'm gonna take this thing home for dinner and i was like nah you should have man he goes he goes he he goes dude we're we're gonna keep this aren't we and i'm like (laughs) i'm like nah dude it was like i was like look on your little kid's face when he found out there's no such thing as santa claus i was like so pumped for walleye sandwiches tonight <laughs> yeah and i'm like we don't nope. we can't keep anything out of our river it has pcbs in it yeah man. and <laughs> all the time that's why we have a lot of meth heads that do take fish out of the river you know oh like, i'm sure i have it's no doubt not, yeah. it's not the meth that does them in <laughs> yeah, it's the walleye. And they glow green Honestly, at night. It, it felt in that regard. You know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of like urban. Cool. It, it's it's kind of trash, but I mean, like. Trashier, but it's our but trash. It is. It's our trash, man. And, yeah. I, and I love that yep. trash, and I'll take that trash. You I know, dig it, man. And like it was, uh, it was an amazing fishery. I've, you know, I fish some some pristine waters, and I don't need that. I care about the fishing, the experience, the fish that are in that river. It was, it was a nothing. It was nothing shy of spectacular this morning. 
So he also hooked two small, small uh, hybrids. I, I swear, I think they were hybrids, dude. They were, but they were only like 10, 12 inches long, Chad. Uh, and we've been having this discussion, like I and I, we'll talk to you a little bit about it. It's like, I don't know, are they coming from the Ohio River? Where Where are they coming from? Are they right? Have the fish found a way to uh, start doing the dippity dippity and it actually work? Jurassic Park all over again. Yeah, life will find a way. They found a way. Did Did, did they use the uh, what is it the the frog? The tree frog, uh, the ember, yeah, <laughs> the tree frog embryos or whatever, whatever the hell it did. It was a mosquito. DNA, the DNA from a tree frog. That's what it was. It was yeah, a mosquito and ember. Yeah, but that'd be awesome. They took the like DNA the from a tree frog, frog, and that's how the they all started mating out in the wild because they started changing sexes. Chad. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I must have. My, my kid's been on a Jurassic Park kick. Watching the movies. All right, back to fishing. <laughs> but it was kind of weird. Like we were. I just wondered. I don't know. Would they run that far? Do you think they really would run that all that way? Or I don't know. How far would that be from there? Probably sixty miles. Damn. A relative guess. Holy shit! And is that possible for them to run up that far? I don't uh, know. I, I'm gonna have to do some googling. Yeah. Hop, hop yeah, I'd that, be curious to know. That's crazy. That interweb machine. Or yeah. call a local biologist, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the guys might, who stock them. That might be uh, someplace to start. Um, so in your in your line of work, you do a lot of murals, right? Sure. Yep. Yeah, relatively local to here, you've done one that's really known. Can, can you talk about the Neshanic Creek Fly Shop? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So what? Yeah, so, um, how that? Like, how they get off the ground? What? How did it start? What was the the makings of it? So I'm I'm pretty decent buddies with Dan, who does like the guiding down there and the lessons and whatnot. Um, and I've known Bob. I've been fishing down. Neshannon Creek was kind of like my my kid shop. You know what I mean? Like my grandma would drop me off down there on a Sunday, and I'd fish down there all day. But um, so I was always pretty decent buddies with Bob. And when he he recently sold his shop to a guy named Mark. And I took Mark and Dan up steelheading last year. And when we were up there fishing, we kind of just started talking about the idea of maybe possibly doing a mural down there. And, you know, what wall could we put it on that it would be protected from the weather and still face the river? You know, Mark was pretty adamant about wanting it to face the river. And uh, so he ended up just having some trees trimmed and we put it down there. Um, faces the river. It's super cool. It's like six foot by ten foot. And you can see it from the bridge. When you're driving yeah. down the road. And that's what he had all the trees trimmed for so that you could like have a nice clear like line of sight. And it really is. You just had them done. It's beautiful. From the bridge, you could see it perfectly. Like There's nothing in the way of sight. Yeah, man. It, it's cool. And it's a brown trout, right? Yeah. Yep. What goes into like, does that just come right off your head? Did you already have something drawn up and you put it on there? or did you... I didn't. I Sometimes I do. Like It kind of just depends on what the project is. Like I've done a bunch of like local school, school murals where I'll go in and I'll have like a pretty set idea. Like when I did Austin Town, like, you know, you're doing the Falcon. You know what I mean? Or you kind of have an idea. So I knew I was going to do somewhat of a – I was going to do a brown trout of some sort, you know, kind of breaching the water. But I kind of just went down there and sketched it out one day. I went down early in the morning and, you know, put some tunes on and I would draw for an hour and then I'd walk over and fish for an hour, 
then walk back up and draw for an hour and go. It was like kind of the best job I've ever had in my life. I told Amanda, I'm like, man, I wish I could make this thing last like three weeks or something. You know, it was only like two days, but yeah, I would go down. I would basically fish half the time and then draw and paint the other half the time and kind of split it up. It was, it was really great. So you get that whole mural done in two days. Yeah, it was only probably about, I want to say maybe nine hours total. Huh. I, I would have expected it to have taken a lot longer than that. You know, people just... norm, yeah, people usually do, and, and they used to. Like, when I first started doing them, I think one of the first ones I did was was maybe Bristolville. I don't know. It was one of these, like, schools out here. It was, like, a little farm school. But uh, it was this big, giant cardinal, and I don't know. I think it maybe took me, like, two weeks to do. You know, a couple hours each day I would go there after tattooing and work on it, you know, when no one was in there. But uh, the next one took less time and then less time. And, you know, you, just like anything, you find shortcuts, you find easier ways to do things. and So, yeah, I banged it out pretty quick. And that was trying to make it stretch two days. <laughs> yeah, because you wanted to fish. <laughs> yeah, that was stretching it out. I probably could have done it in a day. How how'd you get into tattooing? Like, what made you want to do that? Did, were you tattooed first or? Yeah, I was kind of, I mean, I was always into art. Like I was always good at art and drawing and, in, you know, in art classes and doing you know different things with art, like since I was a little, little kid. But um, I don't know. I was probably like 14 or 15 when I got my first tattoo. And then I just kind of fell in love with just the whole culture of it. You know what I mean? I loved the tattoo shop, the people in the tattoo. I just thought it was so cool, you know? So I just kind of started, you know, hanging out at tattoo shops and then I ended up making buddies with a guy that was a tattooer who ended up apprenticing me. Um, yeah, and just kind of got into it that way. Like I said, I was just always good at art and it was just kind of something I fell into. Did you end up going to college for any like formal art training or? I did actually. I was, I did. I think I have like, I don't know, four credits or something left to have my degree. I just oh, never you did didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I just, I ended up getting into a uh, trade school. I ended up going into being a welder. Um, I was, I don't know, Jesus, it was like everything happened at once. I was going to school um, at YSU for art, and then I started my tattoo apprenticeship, and then I got accepted into the trade. So it was like I was just like slamming for like three years trying to do everything and figure out what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to do everything to figure out what, what was going to be sustainable and enjoyable. And So, yeah, it kind of just kind of worked out. I, I love welding. I love it. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it 40 hours a week. It's horrible. It's just like anything, dude. Like I, I had a little landscaping company once and I had the worst yard in the fucking neighborhood. Exactly. You know, it's like anything you get home, like I'll cut everybody else's yard. But when I get home, I'm tired. And I don't want to cut my own yard. The, the shoemaker's son has no laces. Yeah. There yeah. you go, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. That's a second shoemaker comment. I think today. Oh yeah. yeah you said one today too. Yeah. <laughs> what shoemaker made this? What the hell was it? <clears throat> Uh, I asked my dad about that razor thing. He said, yep, my grandma and grandpa's house had the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, we were talking about the shoemaker, what made shoemaker made like this house, because I was talking about a house I had been working on. And if you work on really, really old houses, the medicine cabinets had like a little spot that they put razors in, like the old two-sided, double-sided yep. razors that people use the razor, you know, their face when they're disposable. Well, now when you rip out the wall, there's like 700 of these things down there. Well, so I went to, to kind of like grab, you know, something, and I, I didn't see like, I only saw two of them. I didn't see 700 of them. That's how you get hepatitis. And then, well, yeah, I probably have that. So, 
Well, it's like, no, it's from like 1930 something, so the hepatitis had definitely died off with so all the be- dust. Before hepatitis? It was probably whatever you get from rat shit and piss. Uh, whatever comes from that, yeah, and your wounds. That's probably what it's, yeah, that's probably what I have. So, uh, yeah, but finger, look, Chad. I see that. I'm getting, I'm getting yeah. sick in my belly. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not good. Yeah, I ripped. You should see it, dude. It was a pretty rough cut, man. Oh, yeah, cut like tip of my middle finger off yeah and I, when it happened i'm like oh my god uncle jake and i looked at it ah, i'm screaming i'm bleeding everywhere through these people's house like i left the blood trail all the way out their front door <laughs> i remember but, when you did cut the tip of your finger off in art class oh this isn't the first step finger <laughs> this isn't the first time this shit's happened oh uh, yeah I, I i fled around all over the place there and bled out too so all right back to fishing <laughs> so how about that fishing <clears throat> That was a fun conversation from the day, though. So when you caught yes. your walleye today, what was the, the tactics, techniques? Were you in slower water? Were you in the ripper current? What? I actually had just thrown it into, like, a total white water ripper current that I was con- not avoiding all day. But like I said, with, with trout fish, I was working them seams. So I was kind of avoiding that super fast water as soon as I threw it into that fast water, as soon as it hit the water. Nailed it. Yep, that's... I couldn't believe it. That's the difference between the warm water fish and the cold water fish. The cold water like yep. the seams. The warm water seemed to like stay right in the ripper. Depends. Every what time, single yeah. fish I caught today was in, in fast moving water. Yeah. Yeah, like me too. Faster than I would normally fish. You know, water that I would normally walk right by. And being your trout steelhead base, did you have adequate flies for this? Or uh I, I didn't, but I was at least smart enough to message jay when we decided we were going to do this i was like what kind of flies do i need dude like i I have like size 22 secret you know secret midges <laughs> like i don't think those are going to work here no so, you know he said white four to five inches long whatever so i found some i had some articulation wire i grabbed some of my wife's uh she had some beads some like craft beads and I just kind of tied some shit together, and everything I caught today, I caught on flies that I tied. I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. That that like was great. The highlight, you know, when that you... was the best for me. That's why I told my wife when I got home, I'm like, the best thing is I caught those those fish on those janky ass. At one point, I asked her, I'm like, do you have any kind of like a white rug that I could pull apart or something? Like, I didn't have any materials that I needed. You know, it was it was cool to kind of just like piece shit together, and it worked today. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, it Jay- was great. Big ass rabbit strips work. Our buddy Jace catches them, and he ties some janky ass flies. Oh yeah, like he cut, <laughs> he cuts my flies apart and says they're janky, and he ties jankier flies. <laughs> Mine were pretty janky today. If it wasn't for, for like polar ice chenille, I would have been fucked. Oh, polar ice chenille makes everything better. I wrapped everything in that shit. <laughs> everything. So, Aaron, I've never met you face to face. Has anyone ever told you you sound like Seth Rogen? No, I've heard that I look like uh, the fat guy from Knocked Up or from. Uh, What's that guy's name? Zach Galakonophagus. That's close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People have told me I look like him, but I've never heard that I sound like Seth Rogen. Yeah, I'll you, take that. You totally He's sound like rich. Seth Rogen. Yeah, totally rich. It, well, again, yeah, yeah. what's the stupid laugh that he has? <laughs> 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 it's like Butthead, but but lamer. <laughs> it's the millennial Butthead. So, uh, I hate to dip into this. This early, but I, I'm so interested in hearing about the Dave Grow Alley. Yeah, for sure. How how did that get off the ground? Um, can you tell everyone where it is and uh, 
Like, give everybody your address <laughs> and, and talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you guys stop at my front door and uh, hang out <laughs> for a little bit? Yeah, no, it's right downtown Warren. Um, there's the downtown Warren's the courthouse square. It's not very big, but it's you know, it's a little square. It's Warren, Ohio. And it's yeah, Warren, Ohio, and it's uh, Market Street, but it's the back alley of Market Street. So it's basically, it was like this old kind of dingy, everybody avoided alley, right? Well, one of the cops down here, his name's Joe Grady, he's retired now, but I ran into him one night and, you know, we started talking about art and his son's a musician and he was good friends with Dave Grohl's dad. So we just kind of like spitball, like, what could we do, you know? And he came up, it was his idea, Dave Grohl Alley, whatever, and he went and pitched it to city council and, you know, you got all these city council members down here and they're like, what's a Foo Fighter? (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to pitch this thing. Like, I want to change the name of this road to April Alley and do this, this, and this. And they had no clue. I mean, they were clueless, right? Well, it ended up somehow he got it pushed through and they changed the name of the road. And as soon as they changed the name, artists wanted to be involved. So then we started recruiting artists. We would have people like do paintings at home on, you know, plywood and we put it up on a wall or cover a window that was broken or, you know, just kind of trying to fix it up a little bit. And then it just started building steam. Next thing we knew, we had the world's largest drumsticks. Dave came down a couple different times for music events. His dad would come down, you know, when he was still around. It was just, it turned into this, like, really badass thing down here. Like I said, I've been there. I I love it. it it's the coolest thing that I, Super can, cool. that I can picture in Warren, Ohio. You know what I for mean? For sure. It, and it's cool because it's like it's it's little, but it's something that people could be proud of down here. You know what I mean? Like we don't have much in Warren. But we got Dave Grohl Alley. And you know, I I sent you a picture. I have a picture of my son in front of the world's largest drumsticks. And dude, I told you, I thought it was so funny when we were messaging back and forth. You sent that picture of your boy sitting on the uh, the drum set with the All American door in the background. I'm like, that's my back door, dude. it's awesome and it's cool because like every weekend there's a hundred people down here taking pictures wedding photos senior photos you know what i mean it's like it went from like the the most avoided alley to like the most trafficked alley and i heard there was something else uh a couple kids from ysu were trying to do something i heard on the radio uh trying to get lights and stuff down there and music dude they're in i just i couldn't believe it when i parked and i got home today they're almost done they, oh, were trying awesome. to, they sent me a thing. They were trying to raise like 10 grand or something, um, you know, for money to support it. It's al- it's almost totally installed. That's awesome. That is it's really, really cool. cool. Hey. It's right outside of the brewery. There's a brewery down here. I actually just did artwork for one of their beer cans. I was going to try and score a four pack for you guys so you could drink them during the podcast. <laughs> I, I did notice that you did the, uh, the label art. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's cool. Like I said, there's, um, and with, with doing the alley down here, all these vacant buildings, now they're filling up because it's cool. Now, you know, the one building that was empty is now a brewery. Um, one's a smoothie shop. You know what I mean? It's like it's filling up down here. It's really cool. And before, before the Rona hit us, things were really rocking down here. Man, that's awesome. I, like I said, I, I want to get back. I took my son's third-year-old or three-year-old pictures there. And it's been four years. I think it's time to revisit Absolutely, and hey, you can get a tattoo while he's down there this time. No, and now that I now that I've seen a picture of you, Aaron, I think you were outside smoking when uh when we were walking by taking pictures. I I haven't smoked in two years almost, but I'm sure that I was if you were down here more than two years ago. Yeah, it was like four years ago. Yeah, that was my standing post, man. I would just stand out back, smoke cigs, and 
bullshit with people and so is that like a, a thing that tattoo artists do like almost all tattoo artists like smoke cigarettes and like... i wouldn't say that all tattoo artists like there's three tattooers at my shop and none of us smoke now really um yeah but a lot i mean people like even people that don't smoke they want to take a break halfway through a tattoo and smoke a cigarette i think they would do anything just to like get away from the pain for five minutes so uh being tattoo artists are you all tattooed up yeah, I got a ton of them. Any uh, anything outdoors related? I I know we had talked before. We yeah, were... my whole chest piece is is fly fishing and rainbow trout related. I got like uh, grown up me hooking into a big rainbow trout on the other side of my chest with like little kid me in the background, kind of watching. That's awesome. It says haunted by waters. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's not done yet. I still fuck. I think I started it. Like I would have loved to have seen your ago. nipples today. Why didn't you show me that? Not finishing them on myself. So you you did that on yourself? I did not. I but I'm terrible at getting tattooed and not having my tattoos completed. <laughs> <laughs> so the people you yell at are you, dude? I yell at people so hard about like putting Aquaphor on their tattoos or sunscreen. I don't do any of it i'm the worst client i would hate myself if i was my client <laughs> i i have one tattoo and it was a shitty living room job and it is so sun faded right now it's the worst ah oh, i love I, some of my favorite tattoos are the ones that i did in like a living room though they're so cool they got such soul to them i actually it it's a dog tattoo <laughs> thinking there about you go. it from a uh, previous conversations <laughs> yep absolutely man but, uh, yeah, it's weird too. Something there's something about getting tattooed that helps healing, helps in the healing process, you know. So, what are some of the favorite tattoos that you've done over the years? And uh, do you have any outdoor theme tattoos over the years that you've done? Like as a secondary question. Yeah. Um. As far as like favorite tattoos, I don't know, man. I, like. I, I honestly, as cheesy as it sounds, I, I love all the tattoos that I do is I like doing like probably my favorite style is like realistic black and gray stuff. I love doing portraiture, skulls, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, some of my favorite tattoos recently have just been like kind of small symbolic tattoos. I just did a little watercolored like Prince tattoo on a girl's thigh yesterday. It was so cool, and I don't really do a whole lot of color. I'm primarily a black and gray tattooer, but it was, like, purples and pinks and, like, super smooth, you know, silky, milky shades and just totally out of my norm, and I loved it. It was so cool. So, yeah, it's awesome. It's I, Tattooing, is, as weird as it sounds, is very similar to fishing. There's You never could figure it out. There's always something new. There's It just, it just always gets you. You know what I mean? You never, you could, you never want to be done with it. You, no tattoos ever done. No fishing days ever done. You just want to keep going. So when you have a client come into the uh, to the the studio, and they want a certain, you know, uh, whatever graphic, whatever it is, uh, do you send them to a certain artist? Being what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unless someone comes in and specifically requests an artist, which most people do. Like most people, you know, I have my clients. Joe has his. Brian has his. But if we get a new client that comes in and they're just like, you know, I've never been tattooed here before, but this is what we want. We send them to whichever one of the three of us would do the best job, you know, depending on the style of it. And, you know, everyone kind of like does their own thing at the shop. So everyone has their little special nuance that they're good at. And 
we kind of just steer people in into the direction of which artist is going to hook them up the best. So I've got a long way around for this question. Uh, okay. <laughs> did, did you do Shalacy's tattoo? No, I've never tattooed him. Okay. So uh, then this is. Does to- he have a tattoo? He does. He has. Is it recent? No, it's it's relatively old. It's, it's a steelhead okay, right by his butthole. It's relatively old because he asked me to draw him up something, and I have it still sitting at the shop, and the fucker never even came to look at it. He he has like a <laughs> like a D Young replica. Oh, oh boy, gotcha. Okay, so <laughs> my this was my question: If someone okay. were to come in and ask for something like that, how do you go about? doing someone else's art do you have to get their permission or what what goes no for as far as tattoos go like we could do there's no real like copyright infringement issues that we ever have to deal with like we could do any kind of like sports team logo or anything like that or artwork that's you know been published online we could do that kind of stuff we try not to I rarely do it I mean it's been who it's been a while since I've done you know someone else's artwork but it happens. People come in, you know, people want Banksy's and Picasso's or, you know, whatever the case may be. And you got to either accommodate them and do it exactly the way it is or do your variation of it. You know what I mean? Your interpretation of that piece. Yeah. And, and how's that go? How, how do you, do you like doing your interpretation better? Obviously, right? Yeah. I, I hate doing other people's artwork. I really do. I like, I, I really pride myself on doing only original pieces that I've drawn and, I try to steer people away from it unless it's a masterpiece. You know what I mean? I've done Starry Nights. I've done Van Gogh's. I've done Monet's. I love doing that kind of stuff, like replicating artwork. But as far as like new age artwork, like if, yeah, if someone came to look for like a De Young tattoo, I'd just be like, ah, I don't know, man. Let me draw it up for you. Let me let me draw it a little bit differently. And that's obviously nothing against the the modern dudes, right? No, no, not at all. They, they do well, great honestly, stuff. Honestly, all but... it comes down to is when, when it comes to tattoos, tattoos is a super rare form of art. A lot of body flow comes into, 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 into fact. You know what I mean? Like if I'm doing something on your arm, like that dude didn't do that painting considering the flow of an arm. He did it on a canvas, a square or rectangle canvas. You know what I mean? Like tattoos need to have flow. They need to work with the body and... I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's like if you took a just a painting and slapped it on someone's arm, it's going to look a little bit weird. Yeah, it, it oh, would because sure. it's it's in two D and not round yep. and wrapped around. Sure. Um, one more thing from the tattoo scene. Do you still get dudes that want tribals? <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because <laughs> I have like so. Listen, I was born in 1980, so I got one, bro. I went. I was like of just of legal age during the. The tribal movement, right? So I have a bunch of tribal tattoos that I'm not super proud of. The last shirts we had made for the shop say, friends don't let friends get tribal tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so ironic when I like, I'll ride my scooter home and you can see all of my tribal tattoos and I have that on the back and I'll have some like juice head pull up to me at a red light and be like, fuck you, bro. (laughs) Flipping me off with his tribal hand tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I, I got him too, man. I get it. I made the same mistake, bro. It's okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's pretty yeah, it's rare. Funny. Ta- the tribal uh, tattoos, that'll be the one thing that'll get you thrown out of our shop. 
<laughs> nicely. We would nicely, politely ask you to to leave the... get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, get. <laughs> Go on now, get, boy. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Well, I thought I wanted oh. to get a brown trout tattoo off you, man, but after today, I don't know. It might have to be a hybrid. I don't think I have a big enough forearm for a hybrid, though. Dude, I I don't think I could tattoo that hybrid on your entire body. It was so beastly. You could put it on his nose. There was the only uh, place it was fit with me. Make it. a nose joke. <laughs> he called you on it, dude. I told you I was calling a lot of shit today, wasn't I? So listen, I'm sensitive to the nose jokes. Did you I say got, you're? I got a nice one myself, bro. Oh, you, you got a big old honker yourself? Oh yeah, yeah, I got a good sniffer. <laughs> you can smell Jay coming. Oh, I got a good one. Oh, so uh, if you do do a, a brown trout on Jay's arm, you should do it in the theme of Mr. Hanky the brown trout poo. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I've I've been wanting to do either a super traditional brown trout, like big bold outline, super illustrative. Or I've been really wanting to do a whole sleeve of trout skin. That would be cool. That wouldn't be a bad wouldn't idea. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like starting to just do like brook trout down at the wrist, going up on the forearm into a brown trout up into a rainbow. And just the skin, just the colors, the stri- the markings. And then, I think it'd be awesome. And then the cutty spots right up at your shoulder. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. Oh, geez. Here we go. If I were to ask, <laughs> If I were to ask you on the show... Um, once we get some money saved after we uh, sell these shirts up, would you be willing to do a, another design for us for our next shirt? Oh, dude, I would do a design for you guys in a heartbeat. Okay, I have ideas. In a heartbeat. D- do we want to make my, my designs uh, known, my ideas known, or should we uh, wait till Yeah, we'll... what do you got? Okay, so I was thinking of a character that looks like the Lorax, but inst- okay. instead of in the background having the, the puffball trees... Having like power lines and like, um, you know, just like industry in the background. And then okay. the Lorax is in a little river, bent over with its hand down by the creek, holding a giant fucking smallmouth. <laughs> I like it, dude. That's awesome. You know what I mean? We didn't That's see that great. at we didn't see that at all today. I know. I didn't get any smallmouth pictures. <laughs> Wait, oh, I know. I'm decent. I got a couple smallmouth pictures. Did you? I sent them to you, bro. I know. I'm Your teasing. old man caught that 19 incher, dude. That thing was fucking awesome. <laughs> I was kind of teasing, busting Jay Stones. When we got back oh, over gotcha. there, it was it was it was 18. <laughs> it was 18. It was 18 because we marked it. We marked the rod and everything. He was standing up on that ledge, and I was like, "What's he gonna do if he hooks a fish up there?" Right, as, the second that I thought that, he goes, "Fish on!" <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, dude. Leave it till Ricky Steele had to. Fish on. <laughs> My man. I'll tell you what. You talk about a grinder. That dude can do it. He's the one that taught Jay and I how to grind. <laughs> Jay told me a little bit when we were sitting on the banks watching him. My man worked a uh, just a specific grid pattern. Back and forth, casting all morning long with nothing. And he hooked that freaking smallmouth. I mean, my man, he, he did work. It was awesome. It was cool to watch him fish. It really was. And I'll tell you what. The smallmouth in that spot. They fight. They are rippers. Dude, They're rippers, that man. That thing came up and jumped. We were like, holy shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we saw it hit, when we saw it leave the uh, water, I'm like, 
don't let it leave the water again. And the first thing he did, though, <laughs> next thing he did was he immediately gave it line. Like, bent the rod up back further and gave it line so it could dig a little further into the water. Because you know what happens when they leave the water too many times. They're going to spit in a hook They're somehow. throw it. Yeah. yeah. He does the right and stuff. he was right by that log, too. So he kind of had a watch that he wasn't going to go getting tucked into that thing, too. Yeah, he pulled it out. It was they, they, Man, that one fought. Pretty damn hard. I caught a 15-incher yeah. out of there a couple weeks ago. I thought it was 25. <laughs> that was the biggest smallmouth I ever caught. Did you run halfway across the river to net it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of netting, since we're on a fishing podcast, can we talk about my miraculous <clears throat> well, yeah, d- we'll air get... quote netting? James told me about this earlier. <laughs> this I was going to say, well, <laughs> we, had fished over this, well, we had fished over the spot for a little while. We'll get, we, we might as well just go through the whole fish itself. Yeah, let's get into it. So, you know, we had fished over top of that spot all day. All day, all day, all day. Different flies, different flies, different, you know. Hammered every- it. Yeah. And dad, my dad had been fish. I left, went and got breakfast, came back, ate breakfast. My dad had been fishing because I only took one rod down there for some stupid reason. And uh, he gets back over and he's like, man... Just throw Mark's fly on there. So I threw one of the minis that Mark, he's been starting to tie. And and I'm like, you know, uh, might as well. I caught us one the other day. And don't I step into where exactly. Everybody had fished already. Just I don't know what it was. Just that, that fly went right down into the current the right way, moved the right way apparently or something. I would have no idea. He saved but, the secret fly. I, I waited all day to put it on. <laughs> I just had it sitting in the box. It was waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> All right, it's time. It's about eleven o'clock, like I said. <laughs> I gotta pull something out of my hybrid I've caught. I think I've hooked one around the same size, but it got the best of me and broke me off. But man, how about It was hundred percent the profile of that fly too. Yeah. I'm convinced of yeah. that. It hold a held a big, big profile, decent profile in yep. the water. And move some water with the with the the Buford head, even as being a little sparser, still moves water, still pushes water around. It has a profile, kicks like a, a more like a glide bait than you know like a, a game changer swims and stuff. And hey, he likes it. So, boom! Immediately, you know what did I show you? I was like, <laughs> he's like, like, dude, look at my drag. Look at this reel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was just gone, and I'm I'm looking at fly line go, fly line go, fly line go, fly line go. Okay, backing. I'm getting in the backing. I'm hey Aaron, look at this dude, backing, backing, backing. All right, let's go get this fish. Yeah, finally your old man was like, you better go get him. What are you still doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Let's go. And I was like, dude, I had been standing there with my net and my boner for like 20 <laughs> minutes at that point. It felt <laughs> like 20 minutes. It is rod bent like that and just stealing line. It was awesome, dude. It was. Awesome. That's about the best thing you can do in fresh water for pull and drag. Those dudes in carp, you know? Yeah. And the, yep. the steelhead will do it, and the steelhead will jump, but I, I still think hybrids and carp, they, they're the hardest pullers, pound for pound. Dude, I was blown away by it. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a steelhead fisherman, and I like, I'll fight in the streets and shit. Steelhead fishing isn't cool. <laughs> but what I seen today was... Like I said, nothing short of spectacular, dude. It was unbelievable. That fish was unbelievable. So Aaron and I go chasing this thing through the water. You know, I'm like, all right, let's get in here. We're getting in here. We all go chasing it over. I'm, You're like I'm, Brad Pitt going down the river. Yeah, I'm reeling dude, it in. I, I'm reeling I, it I, in. We had the net that we thought was going to work. 
<laughs> Aaron had well, I, I forgot the big net along with the other rod. <laughs> apparently, like I'm an idiot this morning. The second poop got me. It really put me out of second poop. It really got me out of the second rod and the net. Yeah, it got me out of kilter. But <laughs> so you know, <laughs> we chase it down. We're getting, and then I, I, you, you, my dad had a better angle. I was up higher in the water, and it came up, and you kind of like tried to net it, and it wasn't like. It wasn't ready at all anyway, no. and that net was a little too small for that yep. fish. And this fish just makes a, a turn and goes straight down the next current. He goes down the next current. So he's down, going down river now. And I'm like, oh, shit, hope he doesn't turn weird and maybe kick that hook out. You know, and didn't. Nice. So it was right in the corner of the mouth. But he goes down, and I see him. He gets in the, the real shallow water. I, I kind of had him swinging off to the side now at this point. And uh, he sits, he kind of turned to the side, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a monster. I oh heard him God. say that, and I like, I was like, oh, shit. I wish I wasn't netting this fish right now. <laughs> I heard you came up like Lawrence Taylor. Dude. I, <laughs> I went in pretty hard on this fish. <laughs> oh, I was not letting ab- him go, dude. There was no way I was losing that fish on my watch. You abandoned the fucking net. The net's the net Bro, is now I not that net. net up on on shore like it was nothing, and just man bear picked this thing. <laughs> I just went right in on him. You did. You Laced just him up. You just shoved your whole hand into this fish's mouth because it was big enough, and I'm like, <laughs> dude. Watch the hook going into your hand was the only thing I was really worried about. Because you had experiences with oh, that Oh, yeah. Recently. At least it wasn't a game changer, so you had a back he hook even on said, there. He was like, watch the hook, watch the hook. And I'm like, I know, fuck that hook. Fuck that hook. <laughs> until, you, until you get tied to a hybrid. Yeah. Well, you know, I would have pushed that hook through and nipped off that barb in two seconds and not even thought about it. I was not losing that fish, bro. You weren't. You weren't. I guess you are uh, Experience with like needles and pain. <laughs> yeah, with great dedication. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you you weren't letting the fish get away. You, nope. you, my dad even I talked about it. You like you when you went down, you you spread. You know, you kind of pinned it down in the corner, like where it was yep. at in the water, and and kind of put your legs down and like you know, veed your legs out, you know, and kind of made a big it broke, grabs it like you like a man. Like this, this man, is the difference bear because victim, the, the difference between somebody who is is not experienced and just doesn't touch fish very often or doesn't you know is, I don't know. You might, and you said you've caught walleye with your dad growing up, oh, you know, and yeah, all this kind of gear fishing and this and bass fishing and dude, you know you can grab them by the mouth I and mean, you you could just see it. You just like literally you grabbed oh, like I a damn right. man. Yeah. You you weren't you weren't when it moved and moved. You weren't scared at all. I was like, damn, that's nope. right. That's the guy no, I went my at my fish. Me bass. You know, fishing old bass ponds when I was a little kid. Like, if you're going to go in, you're going to grab that bass's mouth. You grab it, you commit to it, you hold them. Because the only way you're going to get stuck is if you go and you grab a mouth and, and you you get weak on it or you let it go. He's going to he's gonna shove a hook through you. Yeah, it'll start shaking and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he can shake all he wants. And he did, didn't he, Jay? Oh, he, he started sure did. shaking on me. I could see Jay's eyes. Biggest golf balls. So he was like, oh, shit, he's going to lose them. I was not letting that fish go. Your fingers were like vice uh, grips. It was amazing, Dude, man. I was... I was on that fish so hard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it, dude. I was like, I was shaking for like three hours after it happened. I just, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I trout fish, you know, to see that size of a fish and take him down to his backing so quick. And I don't know. It was just, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a heavyweight fight, man. That fish was yeah. a heavyweight and he was... He was throwing punches. He he gave me one move during the middle of the fight when my dad was sitting right next to me, like standing right behind me. At this point, you were a little further out than me now. 
And, uh, man, he stopped and kind of gave me a three-head jerk. And, man, when they do that, that's that's a bad sign. I gave him a yeah, little bit sure. of line at that point, kind of softened up on him just for a second so he didn't feel so much tension. And then got him back to it. And then that's after that he made that move down. But, man, he, I got, I mean, I got eight hook, on that You got to figure, time. like, where you hook him, you hooked him all the way up in that, that farthest most corner. Yeah. And we landed him all the way across the river in the most opposite corner. Yeah. I mean, he took us all the way across, all the way down. It was awesome. Dude. And it was cool too. The way it was going, it was it was awesome. It was he had him hooked, you know, rod bent in half, and me and his old man are just like trekking across the river. Like it was all three of us. Like we all three landed that fish together. It was awesome. Oh, Ricky is probably shouting orders. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Turn your rod. Turn your <laughs> rod. Keep the rod tip up. <laughs> Oh yeah, he oh. was yelling. He was telling you how to net fish. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you always he keep don't fuck around in the water, and I'm thinking, no, I don't. I always just wait till I scoop their head. I mean, I net them different, but I never keep my my he, net in he the water, man. He doesn't like the net hitting like the water and the movement going toward the fish when the fish is so close because he thinks it kind of you know it'll, it'll kind of scare yeah, sure. him off. Yep, I and get I, it. I get it. I, either way, I, I I sometimes I like to have it in the water. It depends on the water. Every situation is a little different. It kind of depends on the fish and the way that you're netting them. I probably should have had in the water because you were letting them come downstream on me, but it really wouldn't have mattered much because no. that net wasn't doing anything to no. that fish. No, that, no. That net's made for Nishanik Creek stock trout. Like, I even don't know, and I've landed <laughs> some monsters it was decent. in that net. I told him this morning, I was like, he kind of looked at it, and I, I've gotten it before, you know, like, oh, what are you going to do with that net? I've landed some monster steelhead in that net. That hybrid didn't have a chance of going in that net. <laughs> it was I, awesome, they dude. They got a different shape to their body. You know, they, they do, yeah. They're more like his a, shoulders, dude. He was just thick. They look more. Was, they look more like Mr. T. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah. where the the steelhead kind of looked more like Lance Bass. Oh, okay, I like it. You I'll take that. It? Yeah. Sure. I don't I'll know who the fuck's Lance Bass anyway. <laughs> he was in the Backstreet Boys. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Was he really oh, fast? So only one of us know about the Backstreet Boys here. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one of us. Come on, man! You're talking shit on Steelhead. <laughs> I gotta fire back. No, man. That's that's how it goes. <laughs> you, you take some, you give some. Uh, yeah, I love it, dude. I told my wife when I got home, she knows how I feel about steelhead. Like there, I'm like a an Eskimo. Was like they are the steelhead are in my soul. I'll tell her like two weeks ago, I was like, oh, just out of nowhere, I just stopped and I go, ah. She goes, what? I said, the steelhead just moved. <laughs> I, mean, like, I love it so much, but to to see what I seen today when I got home, I was like, all right, so they're not better than steelhead because nothing's better than steelhead, but they're pretty fucking awesome. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so the you, hybrid, dude. You have a love affair with the steelhead. Oh and, God, I love. They were like so mysterious for me growing up. Like I said, I, I was unfortunate enough that I never really had many fishing friends. Nobody in my family fly fishes. I, I have no idea where it came from. I taught myself in my front yard. You know, sold my birthday trampoline to buy my first fly rod. But I, you know, I, I just go fly fishing by myself all the time. So. so have you ever had a chance to touch a steelhead that has touched the salt? I haven't. It's like numero uno on my list. 
we just bought a travel trailer and redid the whole thing. And I was telling Jay today, my, our ultimate goal is just to like save up for like two or three years and just go out West for two months. So I gotta, I gotta hit a steelhead that's hit the ocean. So what's your opinion on, on our steelhead? Are they steelhead or are they just big lake run rainbows? I mean, I call them steelhead, but are they, are technically, are they like, you know, you know, steelhead are migratory trout that hit saltwater. So technically, they, they I hit don't a know. sea. What are, I the, don't know. what are the Great Lakes? Aren't they freshwater seas? They're, they're freshwater steelhead. I don't know, but you hear that argument all the time of freshwater steelhead that's never touched saltwater. It's not a real steelhead. I've, everyone has something different to say. What I think that's what is the I can drive 40 say. minutes north and catch a monster steelhead coming off of Lake Erie. That's a steelhead for me. If you're going scientific, they're still what the, the same genus species, the mycus. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah. they're the same fish. Yeah. Sure. And, and then, yeah, because then you get into the, I mean, the, the, the question of, Catching stock trout to native trout. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Uh, they have stockers out there, too. I would rather catch a, <laughs> a native trout than a stock trout, but I'd also rather catch a stock trout than no trout. Uh, unless there's carp. No? Unless there's carp in the way. You know, I'd, I'd rather catch a carp. <laughs> <laughs> do you see what I, you see what I, uh, you see what I like to do. All I right. get you. I, I did actually, I fished some stock trout for the first few weeks, uh, just local places next to my house for, you know, when they stocked them. It was fun. They stocked a lot of big browns this year, even just throughout the creeks. I felt like I saw three, four, 20 inch brown trout, maybe a couple more. So that wasn't fun to see, but I, man, I, I really like, even like I told you about the steelheading today, I love the fish. I grew up on the fish. Right. The fish are Awesome. The fish themselves, like the fish itself, a steelhead is a cool fucking fish. The scene and like I should just venture more in Ohio too. If I had a Tuesday off, I, I would go steelhead more fishing. Over into Conneaut and these areas, <laughs> without being super specific, like yeah, I think yeah, I could turn you on to to some spots. Sure, you I, know what I mean. To where it's not just standing next to a guy and waiting for your turn to catch a fish. All that all steelhead fishing and for me, all steelhead fishing in PA is is. It's trolling with waders on. Just waiting for your turn. I I want to talk to you about today, or even today, about, you know, I do steal a fish once or twice a year. And one place is in the Niagara. And you should come there sometime with us as well. I would love to. You said you've been up to um, the New York tribs a few times and fish Burt and all that kind of craziness. Every year I love it up there. I saw a video on YouTube circulating around this week of, Two dudes getting in a fist fight at the Salmon River. Oh, doesn't it's, surprise me one it's bit. It's the best thing on the internet. That's I, awesome. I Can love rednecks fighting over fish. <laughs> Can you send me that link? I would love to see that. Uh, I, I, I got to find it again. I forget which page <laughs> it's on. But yeah. That's if I, hilarious. If I find it again, I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> and I always try to be like super calm when I go up there. Like I know what I'm going into. You know, you're, there's going to be a million people up there. You're going to try to find a spot. But someone always does something to piss you off. They'll, you know, come upstream again, cast down and snag you. Just something. And it's like, God, I, would, I just wish I would have stayed home. Use a center like, pin. God damn it, dude. <laughs> yeah. So being a, an avid Great Lakes steelhead fisherman, what is your opinion on center pinners? Uh, are you the center pinner that Jay told me about today? No. I bite your fucking tongue. <laughs> no, I am not. Or is the center pinner out of town? Uh, which 
<laughs> He's not here tonight. No, the, no, the one out of town, he also is not here. I'm not going to talk shit on anyone. Dude. I, you know, I've go, I go up with a noodle rod once a year. Like, if I get some eggs out of Oak Orchard or something, I'll go up and I'll noodle rod for a day. But I don't know. It's just like anything. That's, I think you should have a fly rod and you should, I don't know. That's a, fuck Center uh, <laughs> Yes. Not, not, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. So uh, that that's my big goal this year. My son's seven. I want to take him on a nice day. Those and are the kids that should center pin. Those are the only people that should center pin fish are kids under the age of 14. No, no, fuck that. He's taking a spinning rod. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I'm not know. buying a center pin for his pussy ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting my, my old noodle rod. That's great, dude. <laughs> uh, oh. Little dude impressed me last night though. We uh we were camping up in the mountains, and he slept in the bed of the truck with me. Nice. Yeah, it, it got cold. It got like fifty five degrees last night, but we were in sleeping bags and. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I was thoroughly impressed with him. Aaron, things you have to look forward to. Dude, I would look so forward. My little dude wouldn't sleep in a truck or a fucking tent or anything. My little guy, he's only a year and a half, so he was like, I don't know, six months old when the shutdown happened. This dude's never even seen another little kid. He's afraid of fucking everything. You know what? It is what it is at that age. I know. It's just sad, man. I don't want to be afraid of shit. He would not, he wouldn't sleep in a fucking tent with me to save his life. You, uh, you'd be surprised, bro. You put your, you put his mama in I'm there hopeful. with you. <laughs> uh, let me, let me tell you what. Uh, one thing I had to my advantage this weekend of getting my son to sleep in the back of the truck with me was my wife stayed at home. Okay. So, so dad was the only option. Yeah, it was dad dude day. You know. Love it. Yep. So, uh, we had dudes weekend, and he got pissed That's because awesome. he got pissed because the other kids' moms came. He's like. Ah, uh, yeah, fuck those other kids. He's like, I thought this was dudes' weekend. <laughs> yeah, those other kids are, those other little kids are bitches. They're, they're fucking pussies. <laughs> That's what yeah, you should have told. Your mom to dude weekend, like, you're a fuck you, kid. What are you still sucking from the nipple, you puss? Jesus Christ, you little bitch! <laughs> I could only say this because I'm downstairs and my wife and my kid are upstairs. So oh, I'm they're to out of tough right now. They're yeah. out of earshot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ours too. Asshole. <laughs> when you go upstairs, your wife like, Aaron, I heard you. That was very offensive. <laughs> uh, oh shit! I just realized we're doing a podcast, and she's probably gonna listen to it. <laughs> Shit. I love you, Boom. <laughs> You're the best. Oh, my God, Aaron. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's good uh, stuff. I got a tattoo, you guys, and I got to get some logos for you. Yeah, man. I, I definitely... <coughs> you know what? I don't know if I want another tattoo. Oh, we well, need to... Oh, man. If, can, do you ever do anyone's taint? <laughs> Bro. That's just extremely personal and gross. <laughs> but yes. No. There ain't enough money in the fucking world for me to tattoo someone's taint, bro. I ain't a prostitute. <laughs> I've had people ask me for gross shit like that. I had one guy when I had the first tattoo shop I was ever in 15 years ago. He came in. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get the head of my dick tattooed. I was like, sweet, dude. How much money you got? I'll do it for $300 an hour, and it's going to take six minutes. <laughs> and there's a nine hour minimum. 
<laughs> not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, fucking so, retards. Have you done like people's eyelids and the inside nah, of the man, I inside honestly, of the lips like, and I kind of got into tattooing because of the art element yeah. of it. You know what I mean? I was always just like into the making cool things visually. So yeah, we don't even do piercings at our shop. You know, it's it's straight. It's tattoos. It's artwork, custom tattoos. It's a very specific. This is what we do, and this is how we do it. You know. Do you do logos for people? I do custom logos. Yeah, yeah, I do logos. Um, like you said, I was doing one for for Justin, and um, I got one going right now. For have you guys ever heard of a Smitty's Flybox? It's one of the monthly Flybox things. Yes, I have heard of that. Dude, it's actually super cool. I've been doing it for a couple of months. I was weird about doing a monthly box. I thought it would be like kind of janky shit. They send really quality products. I was amazed by it, you know, with the the quality of the shit that they send. Um, they asked me to do a logo for them. They got kind of like a Sims type thing going. It's like an outline of a fish. And they wanted me to do like a colored in version of it. So I'm still kind of thinking like, I got to reel myself back in a lot of times because I always want to go like pretty extreme with stuff. <laughs> so it's like, I got to find a nice happy medium between doing, you know, a brown trout and like a tie-dyed brown trout. <laughs> you, know, like, you want the Grateful Dead brown trout. Right, exactly. And, it's, and then anytime someone sends me, they'll just send me like this, this company, they send me this outline. They're like, just color it in, be creative. And I'm like, you don't want me to be creative, dude. Like, See, that, I'll get crazy on this logo. That that's the one issue we're running into now with the uh, the logo that we have. Um, yeah, Richard Harrington did it for us. He was a great artist, but it's I, it's a cool logo, dude. I looked at, it, I love it. I think it's awesome. It's too in depth for a lot of people to do like stickers and stuff with. You know what I sure, mean? Sure, sure. And that's you. Like I said, it's, it's some of the shit you run into, man. Yeah. It's a bummer. But that's things you live and you learn. Uh, like I said, yep. I will get that on the back of a t-shirt every day. <laughs> Love it, dude. But a character that so looks good. like a Lorax holding a small mouth? I will put yeah, that on the front of a t-shirt. Yeah, now we're talking, dude. Chest piece. <laughs> chest piece. Oh, dude, I can't have a chest piece because I wear a sweater every day. You'd have to know. One of the things would have to be like a tree and Chad could shave his chest hair to be like the... The you know the the top of the palm tree and the Lorax, <laughs> or we could do yeah. head. What was that? Do the Lorax on the head. Yeah, you're bald. Head tattoo, bro. Oh no! You always wear a hat oh, anywhere, so dude. Good. Come on, head. dude. Let's just do Lorax hair on your head. Uh, I like it. <laughs> so good. So a Lorax tramp stamp, Chad. Ooh, I, now you're yeah. talking. Now you're talking. The skyline could be like the, the, the <laughs> shitty skyline could be like your the back strap, no. and then the Lorax could be on the one side, we could, holding the fucking smallmouth. We can, now we're talking. I'm serious no, here. We can have this is great. We can have the dirty river going down into my butt crack. Oh, yeah. even better, dude. Show, do that part. Yes, I. W- you have to put a shopping cart on the one corner. <laughs> so speaking of that, have you done like head tattoos, like skull tattoos? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done a bunch of head tattoos. And I've been it, tattooing for about 16 years now, so, yeah, I've done some crazy shit. <laughs> is it weird to work on, like, a, a, a round piece, you know, whereas most body parts are kind of, like, flat with round incorporated? You'd be surprised. There's not very many flat spots on the body. Most of the spots are fairly rounded. <laughs> so, yeah, honestly, I, a head doesn't bother me at all. It's... It pulls the skin tight, so I I always look for like an area that's going to pull the skin tight. You know, forearm, 
and puts the lotion have in the basket. Areas like that, it's, it makes it a lot easier to you know run a nice line on these tighter areas. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I've tattooed armpits and all kinds of fun areas. Can I get? Can we get into fishing a little bit? I don't want to like jump off subject too much, but I, oh, I, I want to talk about fishing so bad. Okay, well, like you, I don't know. I'm, you do these flies. You uh, you tie very very small flies for a lot of the fishing that you do regularly, and let's talk about that a little bit. We haven't got much into yeah, that, and they're like little one-offs of like these little itty bitty midges, and they've got like all this crazy like it. I couldn't spend that much time, I would say, <laughs> on a fly that small because as soon as I lost it, which you know in nymph fishing you lose a lot of hell a lot more flies than you lose when you streamer fish. Lots of them. And I would I would fucking panic i would have a heart attack when i lost that sweet little midge that probably uh, took dude, me you 15 think I didn't minutes have a heart attack when i snagged that freaking big ass fly that you tied on that big sweet watermelon one i snagged it like the third cast i walked all the way up on that weird fucking sketchy ass ledge <laughs> to not lose it for you you were like you better not lose my fly i'm like fuck dude Oh, I, I really better not. <laughs> i was like shit man i don't want to lose this thing but yeah I, no it's honestly like Time flies has been really super cool and super spiritual for me. I just, I love, I'll take half of a night to tie a fly and do, I want to do something different and weird. I do the same thing with my murals, my art, my tattoos with any, I just, I, I don't like to just like do what I know works and, you know, go through the motions. I always try to like do it a little bit different. So I've been trying to, branch out a little bit on my flies and tie super weird things and they've been working which has been really cool and i don't know i've just been enjoying the whole process of like treating them like little sculptures you know so you tie flies to make you happy um i tie flies that catch fish and that makes me happy yeah there you go <laughs> yeah well, you know what i mean you see i saw the one that had like a i don't know like a marbled pink looking head on it and man that just it was Pretty, pretty sweet, man. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've been, like, taking, like, just little bead heads down in the basement and, like, spray painting them and speckling them and just doing all sorts of weird things just to kind of, you know, do something different. Like I said, those fish, you know, it doesn't matter what who you fish for, they see the same things float by them all day long. So if you could throw a little bit of variety in there, whether it be a speckled bead head or, you know, a little bit of flash here or there, if it turns the fish on, I'm into it, man. You ever find yourself turning a rock and seeing what's what's you know size is what's and what's size is what's and just throwing something that looks sometimes like sometimes I seeing? have to remind myself that I'm there to fish. I I just love being there and you know I'll I'll flip over rocks for two hours. I'll sit on the edge of a, of a river and not even fish. I do it all the time. And I don't know if it's like the pothead in me or the you know. That's the, what it is in me. Purist in me, but I just love it. I just love all of it, man. I I don't love fishing just to catch fish. I love being there. I love being in that environment. I love looking up at the trees and the birds, and you know, I, I love all of it, dude. I really do. So, uh, I, oh, I, I was kind of. And the last question, I was kind of referring to: Have do you flip over rocks to see what to throw, like to use, yeah. like hey, yeah. oh, yeah. there's oh, a yeah. ton of nymphs that are black, and yeah, yep. I like to do that. That's my favorite. I love it, dude. I think it's great. I bought a stomach pumper for a trout one time, and I just, like, never did it. I'd feel too bad. I can't do it. But it's it's interesting to see, like, what they're feeding on that day, or if you flip a rock over, you know, what the hatch is, or... 
there's those trout are very specific and i think that's why i love to fish for them they're just they're not big you know most of the time they're just very specific and they want this this color this size and i like that i could appreciate that i'm the same way the stomach pumper always reminds me of the old rod stewart uh urban myth did you ever hear that no you gotta look it up bro i'm not gonna tell oh no i'm nervous about it i don't I, Rod Stewart? Yeah, man, he had to get have a stomach pump. You'll have to. Uh, oh, gross! Uh, I think that. I wonder what he was eating. Like, <laughs> You'll not have... Backstreet Boys, but like one of the new kids on the block. I think had to have that done. Is that because of semen? <laughs> that, that was the old Rod Stewart that's a pro- urban whole myth. Different problem, bro. <laughs> that was the Rod Stewart <laughs> urban. You thought wrong, motherfucker. <laughs> wow, this really turned a weird corner. Jay, you want to talk so, about yeah, awesome freaking yeah. hybrid you got today? No, no, so I wouldn't. You said about some other gadgets that you had, uh, you had bought that you hadn't used yet. Like, you know, you bought the old uh, temperature uh, thermometer, and you, you hadn't. Yep. Yep. Never used it. Never used it. You know, I never use it. You could tell river even if you have fucking waders on you're gonna be like wow this is cold <laughs> it's like cold <laughs> you know what I mean? you're like wow this is room temperature like i don't need a i don't need a fucking thermostat to tell me that no that's great i'm just uh, I, we <laughs> talked about that today and i thought it was a funny little thing so i got a question for you you uh yes sir you obviously come over to western pennsylvania to do stock trout fishing and then you shoot north to uh to do the steelhead deal do you ever stay yep. close to home and uh, do smallmouth or chase any fish around the, the Youngstown Warren area? Oh, yeah. I fish around here. It's quite a bit. I mean, you know, other than ponds and stuff, but like West Branch. I go to West Branch quite a bit. I do a lot of musky fishing. I oh. love musky fishing at West Branch. That place is pretty sweet. It's off the chain. Dude, I got a 43-incher above my door that I caught on my kayak on accident. Wait, do you catch those on your size 26 Insano mages? <laughs> um, no, I was throwing a streamer. I was throwing a, a, a little baby woolly bugger. It wasn't very big, and I hooked this forty-three inch, gigantic monster fucking muskie in my kayak. He pulled me halfway across the river. I brought him home, and it's the only fish I've ever had stuffed. the The biggest muskie I ever caught was from that lake as well. Dude, West Branch is kind of the tits when it comes. People don't realize like that's a great musky lake, dude. It is, and uh, yeah, that's someone said, "Can we go there? Let's go there." I was like, oh, "The only thing I know about that place is something that someone has shown me, and I don't want to just you know go bombard yeah, sure. his spots." Yeah, well, I mean, it's it is what it is. That's kind of every fishing spot, you know what I mean? When yeah. it comes to musky down there, like that whole dam, I think the dam all the way along. And that holds musky almost like three months out of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, they hammer them down there. Yeah, I caught a monster, dude. It pulled. It literally pulled me all over that fucking lake, dude. You guys see me in the kayak. I'm sure it like, did. You're like, you're, you're like your jet It was skiing. retarded. <laughs> it's crazy. I was in my kayak. I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> like, pulled me out. By the time I landed him, I had to like gill him, you know? So I like got my hand in his gill and shit. And I look up and I'm like... On the other side of the lake. So I had to like tuck him under my one arm and use my freaking pack. 48 minutes, I think, to get back to to shore. Do you have him under your arm like the Heisman Trophy? The whole time. 
<laughs> the entire time. I think I stiff-armed someone on the way to the car. <laughs> He's hanging over my... I'm looking at him right now, dude. That's awesome. So my wife wanted to redo this downstairs room. And I was like, cool, man. I'll paint the walls. I'll hang these shelves. I'll do whatever you want me to do. But I'm hanging this muskie right over top of the TV. She was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> so now I have this 43-inch muskie hanging over my TV. It's awesome. I never even look at my TV. <laughs> I, never look at my... I just look at this fish all day long. And I'm just like, yeah, it's the fucking best fish ever. <laughs> She's watching to catch a predator, and you're looking at the yep. muskie. <laughs> yep. She can watch 2020 all day long, bro. I don't care. I got a muskie above my TV. <laughs> she's watching Chris Hansen. You're like, yeah, musky, 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 musky. So, do you do you specifically go out and target musky? Do you fish for them? No, no, no. I am. Um, I accidentally hooked this musky. It was like three three years ago. I accidentally hooked this, hooked this musky just fishing with her, you know, offshore. And I was like, all right, I know where this motherfucker lives. I know what he's eating. I'm going to catch them on the fly. So I just started taking the kayak out there every night. Spent about three weeks doing that. Got him. And you, you finally Got came him. back. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Came home. I texted her. I was like, come out back. Cause, you know, Dave Grow Alley. I said, come out back. <laughs> pulling, in, pulling in hot. I pulled in. I popped the fucking trunk, dude. I pulled this thing out like I was a fucking goddamn messiah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> people from people from all all these restaurants they were coming out taking pictures with it and shit it was awesome dude it was like my crowning moment you should have held it above your head like you're an ogre like in front of the I in front of, about it in front of the three dave head <laughs> mural <laughs> dude i got a picture of me in my Jesus waiters Christ. holding him and he's like from over the top of my head all the way down to my feet in front of the dave girls i'll send you the picture it's awesome <laughs> dude it's man, so can't good. beat that we'll make we'll make that the this podcast picture <laughs> jesus <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Dude, you, that's wait, the were, picture with uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Fucked by the river. Yeah, yeah. My song's gonna be great. Um. <laughs> so did you have the dreads? Did you have the dreads then too when you caught that mosky? Dude, you guys want to hear about my dreads? Oh yeah. Oh no. Wait, wait. Please, please tell me. Do you have them in a closet? Like in a box in the closet? I don't. Do you want to oh. know why I don't have them? Yes. Because when I did have them, I was falsely arrested at my tattoo shop. Ooh. And I was put in jail for 14 days. Wait, what? Wait, what? Oh, you whoa, could whoa, whoa. Google my name. It's Aaron Shine, A-A-R-O-N-C-H-I-N-E. You could Google it. I was falsely arrested. I had dreadlocks at the time. A witness <laughs> thought she seen me in an abandoned house stealing copper. 20 to 30 cops surrounded my booming metropolis of a business tattoo shop where I have five other guys there and we're all making a hundred dollars an hour. The cops surrounded the place, threw me in handcuffs, threw me on the ground, threw me in handcuffs, threw me in jail. I was there for like nine days. I was there for my 39th birthday, April 18th. Yeah. Um, Whoa, this was like last year. It then? was a 22 year old black guy. They ended up, Finding out it was a different guy because they well, I can see pulled all of our surveillance can, videos from the tattoo shop. Yeah, yeah, I was falsely accused of a crime and thrown in jail. I can see the confusion, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you look like certainly. a 30-some-year-old so black guy. So when they finally caught the guy, I was like, dude, uh, listen, I feel totally flattered 
that you guys think I'm like this 22 year old, uh, big doe eyed, gorgeous black man. <laughs> I'm 40 years old. I'm a fat white guy. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it happened. So did they cut your dreads off when they took you to jail? No, but uh, they hadn't caught the guy. So when I got out of the jail, they still hadn't caught the guy. And I knew that there was a guy that apparently looked like me with dreadlocks out there. So I cut them all off. I was kind of in the mood to cut them off anyways, to be honest. Are they a lot of work? But, uh, yeah. Are they a lot of work? The what? The dreadlocks. To work? Uh, no, I said, are they a lot of work Like to keep them... Um, Dready and Locky. Actually, more than you would imagine. They're not terrible amount of work. It's just like anything. But yeah, you know, you got to wash them here and there, and it takes a. How do you use a fucking hair dryer? I've never used a hair dryer in my life. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't like to do anything. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to fucking. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> my ass. I don't want to do anything. I just want to fish. So we have a friend. I just want to fish. We have a friend. Want to fish, bro? We have a friend that went on a, a fly fishing trip with us, okay. and it became a popular consensus that this young man is a homosexual because he brushed. Oh yeah, he sounds like an asshole already. Because he brushed his teeth in the morning and in the evening. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in the evening. Oh yeah, I do that. Like I'm both. not a homosexual. <laughs> Sure, sure. No, I but, pass out drunk in the evening, dude. I'm too drunk to fucking brush my teeth. No, the fuck does that? I, 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 I have 65 fucking beers. I stagger to my fucking bed if I'm lucky, if I don't hit the fucking floor before that. And then, you know, I wake up in the morning and hopefully my wife has my shit ready and gets me off to work. I mean, I live a Jesus fucking crazy Christ. life. That's awesome, dude. But, but that, that was our only basis to, to, like, put this hypothesis together with. I think that's a great hypothesis, and I think people that listen may have learned something <laughs> about something. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Uh, that's awesome, dude. So, Aaron. Awesome. Aaron, yes. I, I'm yep. extending this offer. You need okay. to come and sit in this show every, dude, every fucking Sunday night. So bad right now. <laughs> every Sunday night, you need to be a new fifth member. <laughs> I want to be the fifth member in the worst of ways. Oh, man. It, like, you know, just the second I got into your, uh, when I when we went on that first float, the second I got into your oh, SUV, yeah. dude, and I was like... Dude, you were instantly my brother. I, I looked over and like... Thing and like... I had two thoughts in my head. Wow, that was the worst thing ever that I lost that fucking brown trout. But, wow, that was really cool. Jay's an awesome dude. We're going to fish together again, for sure. <laughs> I don't know about the Shalisi guy, but Jay, Jay I was like, yeah, well, the guy, but, but that Aaron dude, me and him, we're definitely going to get together again. Yeah, yeah, we're going to fucking smoke and hang out, bro. <laughs> dude, I'm not really sure. He, he's the fuzz now. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, and then I told fucking Jay today, I was like, dude, this, oh, he might be my only, he, if I'm friends with him still, he's my only fucking caught friend. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I smoke oh. weed and poop my pants. But I poop my pants as well. I, yeah. I think I did it last night, actually. But uh, didn't didn't you say you have a cop friend that passed through the Dave uh, the Dave Grow Alley? Did what? The the one that came up with the Dave Grow Alley idea. Didn't you say he was a retired police officer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. O'Grady. Oh, yeah, he was down here for years, dude. 
yeah. years after he retired, like he kind of, it was his last year that he, it was literally his idea. He pushed it through city council and he should get all of the credit for it. And he doesn't, but he should. So, you but know, yeah, Dave after Grohl. all that happened, he was kind of, he hit the road with, he got a new lady and they got on the motorcycle and headed West and. My man, Mr. Grady's having a good old time right now. As any rocker should. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's a rocker. His little kid's a rocker, dude. His son, I forget what the hell the name of their band is, but, I mean, they're a great band. They're they're huge. So, you know Dave Grohl, then? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Can you give us his number? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's 8675309. Ask for Jenny. That's Jenny. Yeah, Jenny, yeah, Jenny. Jenny. I that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, it was weird though. Like when his dad was down here, um, it was really cool. Like when this when this whole Dave Rule Alley thing started, it was it was very underground. You know, there was there was no money behind it. There was a very small local movement behind it. So you know, it was just a couple of people pushing this through, mostly Mister O'Grady, and he was great friends with Dave's dad. So with having Dave's dad on board made it really cool. So anytime that we had a little event down here, whether it be like a band or two, an art show, anything like that, oh, Grady, Joe would get a hold of Mr. Gruel and he would come down. And when people would get wind that Mr. Gruel was going to be here, just on the whim that Dave might stop down to see his dad, there'd be a there'd be fucking 12,000 people down there. <laughs> <laughs> it was like... You know, they would post in the morning like, oh, my God, Mr. Girl just stopped down. Dave might be stopping. And then before you knew it, you couldn't. I mean, it was there were people everywhere. So, you know, it's it's cool. Did the alley come first or did the Foo Fighters doing uh, National Record Store Day come first? Oh, the alley was before National Record Store Day. Um, The Foo Fighters have actually done National Record Store Day like three years in a row before the actual video hit that was like made them popular. You know what I mean? No, I mean, didn't they do it local to us? Yeah, they do. The Food Fighters have done it this national local day. They've done it every year for the past four or five years, I think. But they don't do it somewhere different every year. Oh, I'm sure they do somewhere. Oh, I don't know if they do. I don't know. I mean, when they did it, they did, they did down here three years in a row. Oh, really? I didn't, I wasn't yeah, aware oh, of that. Yeah, yeah. Dave did down here three years in a row because he did down here one year by himself. And then the next year he did with the Foo Fighters. And um, I was thinking the pictures. It was so cool. We walked out back and it was when I smoked cigarettes. I don't smoke <laughs> cigarettes anymore because I'm awesome. But yes, I walked you out are. back and a man was like, oh my God, my watch. Holy shit. That's a, I don't know. What's his name? Taylor or Tyler? Yeah, or Taylor. Taylor, dude. Yeah. Dude. He's fucking Taylor awesome. He's out there. And we were like, holy shit. So we walked out and we're like, propped our asses up on the little divider and just smoked cigarettes with them for like two hours. That's awesome. They they sat down here, dude. Like they were just like locals, you know, going to the hot dog shop. I mean, they propped their asses up, smoked cigarettes. We listened to music. They took pictures with people. Just this, just the sweetest of fucking humans you could ever imagine. They were great. That that's so cool, and that like, uh, yep. I I don't know if you would know this or care or give a shit in the world, but when my wife and I walked down the aisle at our wedding, we came down the Everlong, you know. Oh, that's awesome! Just dude. because, and it was like the acoustic Howard Stern version, yeah, as it should be. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's the only version that should ever. Yeah. Be played. <laughs> 
Good for you, dude. That's awesome. So, Aaron, uh, we've had you on the horn for fucking hour and a half. Uh, is there? Oh any- God, I love it. I talked to you guys about fishing all night. I know. Is there anything that we haven't hit on that you want to? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. You got any murals coming around town? Um, I have one coming up, but I'm under contract to not say anything about it. Okay, so actually, I, I would take that back. I have two. One under contract. I'm not supposed to say anything about one. I'm going to do personally. Awesome. That I'm also not going to say anything about. Because <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything because I'm not even going to sign it. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to post it, and I'm going to be like, "Oh, wow! Someone else did this. This is really. This is a really cool mural that I just seen down here." That's cool. But man. I have a steelhead mural that I I have ready to rock. It's going to be awesome. Do you have an idea where to put that? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, I already know exactly where it's going. Exactly what's yeah. The Route yeah, Twenty I'm bridge. I'm ready to rock with it. It's going to be funny because <laughs> it'll be the first put it time on the Route Twenty like, bridge. If I get arrested, it'll be the first time I ever got arrested with like paint and and fishing gear. <laughs> you know time, what I mean? Like the first time you've been be arrested cool. legitimately. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the first time they actually caught me because I'm getting too old to fucking run. So I'm going to paint and <laughs> hope for the best. You know. That's so cool, man. Hey, uh, hey, where can everyone check you out? Where can they find your artwork? Um, at Aaron Chine Art, um, Box Gallery Art. Those are pretty much the websites. Does Box Gallery have a a website boxgallery.com yeah box galleries uh boxgallery.com the websites are or the uh instagrams and the social medias are just like at aaron chine art or joe perry art brian camelli art do you tattoo with the guy from aerosmith He's gonna fucking love it. You said that. <laughs> he's the dude that I apprenticed. He's like a super young kind of. So you know how like you have kids. Yes. Have oh, kids, yeah, we right? have kids. So you know how like they do like the nervous hands. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh hi, hi. I like you, but I have nervous hands. That's <laughs> I don't know the dude. <laughs> he's awesome, dude. He's. One of the most amazing tattoo artists that you'll ever see in your lifetime. He's also a businessman and likes to keep things in order. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, because he's associated with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the fucking cast and the fucking spirits. I just want to cast out of there. Casting into the mist. Dude, have we, have we not really touched on the man bear pigging that? Oh, we did. Should we talk about it again? It was pretty awesome. Yeah, let's I do mean, it. I really got him. Yeah. you Like I said, remember I, I said you came in like Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, remember when I came in and I grabbed him real good? That was awesome. <laughs> oh, dude. That was awesome. You guys remember that one time? Jay, remember that dude, one time? That I that remember video? that one time, dude. You remember that one time? That was fucking sweet. That was sweet. I remember That was fucking sweet, bro. Hey, you know what? I said to my dad, I'm glad that guy wasn't a bitch. I'm glad he wasn't a bitch. I'm glad he... Browski. I got home and my, and my cross wings were... They were wet. I went in. I was not letting that fish get anywhere oh, no. near past me. So Aaron sent me a picture of the, the fish that you sent me the same picture of, Jay. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. Jay uh, had a, a guest in town, and he caught the big fish and didn't save <laughs> it for the guest. He's like, no, no, I really caught that, and uh, just let Jay hold it. I was like, All right, well, then take Dude, everything listen. back I said about Jay. He's like, 
No, I yeah, caught that, that wasn't fish. true either. I yeah. let Jay hold him. He did. He was the one with the screaming line. I was like, hey, dude, this would be like the biggest one I've ever caught. So, you, you know, you should just no, let me hold it. No, that was the fucked up thing is when he first hooked him, that was the fucking craziest thing. So he hooks this fish, right? Now, me and him and his dad, we're, we're trekking across the river together. He was acting like it was no big deal. He's like, yeah, it's big. It's big. It's not that big. Yeah. Big. It's big. It's cool. I was like, dude, do you want to? He, so when we were talking about netting the fish, I was like, to his dad, I was like, do you want to net this fish? I don't want to lose it for him. He was like, no, you net him. You're fine. You can net him. Jay was like, bro, I catch these fish all the time. I don't care if you fucking lose this thing. Like, I don't even care. It's another fish, man. Oh, but he would shame you. He would. <laughs> no, I he wouldn't have. He would have. This fish came up, dude. That was the biggest fish I ever seen. He would net shame you. Like, Aaron, oh, I don't believe you lost that so fish. You'd have never heard the end of it, though, tonight. <laughs> We wouldn't hey, put, Jay, how we, do you say Justin's last name again? Shellacky. Hey, I just shellackied that fucking fish, bro. <laughs> <Would A you>? <laughs> booyah! <laughs> and end recording. <laughs> <laughs>